Hey, Mountaineer fans, after a year of being stuck at home, you deserve all the latest WVU gear, gifts, and apparel to show your Mountaineer pride. Our friends at the Book Exchange are offering 25% off with our promo code BX4FINAL4. Let's cheer on all of our Mountaineer athletes in gold and blue and support local business too. Shop online at bookexchangewv.com or at their downtown Morgantown or Evansdale locations. That promo code again is BX4FINAL4. Recorded live in Morgantown, West by God, Virginia, and across the world with your hosts, Kevin Jones, John Flowers, and our lovely co-host, Ashley. This is the Final Forecast Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Final Forecast with me, your host, Jay Flo, superstar real estate agent. Superstar basketball player in Uruguay. Superstar basketball player has been playing for 11 years. Best shooter to ever come through WVU. Uh, the list goes on and on. The guy KJ hated on, didn't want to pass on the ball. Me, Jay Float. Got my guy Kevin Jones with me. You. And our lovely co-host Ash. That's me. And today we got a real special guest. Took us about three years to get him on the show. Uh, Mr. Football himself at WVU, man. Uh, man, I can't hype this guy up enough. He's uh, Mr. West Virginia himself, man. Pat White. Woo! You. Definitely appreciate y'all having me on the show today, man. It's, it's big. Man, it's been a, it's been a while, man. We trying to get you on since we started this show. <laughs> Literally. Hey, listen, it was uh in due time and, and the time is now. So so we here, let's make this thing happen, Captain. That's a fact. A lot of people don't know that Pat's daughter is my, my goddaughter through a, a little funky situation, but <laughs> funky situation. <laughs> Wait, oh, that, ooh, I'm confused. My, my eldest. <laughs> yeah, his oldest uh, daughter well, his oldest daughter. Congrats on number he, two two, by the way. I didn't I don't know if I told you that. Oh yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Number two and number three is on the way. Oh wow! Ooh. Congrats, brother! Congrats! Yes. Thank you, thank you. Getting busy over there, huh? Ain't shooting no gerbil water. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what? Hey, shout out to Steve Slayton. That's a Steve Slayton quote for you, by the way. <laughs> Steve, we've been trying to get him on the show too for a while. Y'all busy, y'all big time, man. No. Y'all just all over the glo- all over the globe, all over the map, shooting hoops. Facts, but nah, I want to I want to make sure, man. Is, is everything okay with you and Roscoe, my my dog, my my puppy Roscoe? Um, I'm still working on the right puppy for Roscoe because I I owe him. <laughs> you know? I, I I had a Doberman. He I think he was a little too big for Roscoe. I think that was a little bit of a mismatch, but I'm coming back for something. <laughs> with something for Roscoe for him he he had a little incident with my daughter a few years back which is probably why John had to become the the godfather to mm-hmm. make up for it oh wow allegedly allegedly Roscoe scratched or bit <gasps> no uh, oh, uh. Daphne in the face mm-hmm. we don't we don't, we don't know we don't don't say John I wasn't there I was overseas <laughs> at the time wasn't even there but when I got wow. word absentee father huh 
Wow. <laughs> when I got word, I, I, you know what I'm saying, I sprung into action, did yeah. the investigation, and uh, Roscoe was reprimanded, you know? So. Oh, yeah. Uh, all, my, all my Peter people. Peter people, y'all can forgive me for this, but Roscoe is lucky to be alive today after that incident. And I and, and being a daughter, like I, I didn't understand that song because my daughter wasn't born. I was like, dang, you wanna? <laughs> he was mad, you know what I'm saying? And I understand now, like I got a daughter, and if anything, if that happened to my daughter, I'll be, I feel the same way, bro. Yeah, same way. But I mean, is is it cool now? Can he come around you? Is it, is it all right? Oh no, I, he better not ever come around me again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I no, I, I look at him around you, but when you turn your head, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, I used to post videos of Roscoe, and Pat used to just be like, "Yo, I, I can't wait to get my hands on that." <laughs> <laughs> How long ago was this? That was a while. It was like three, four years ago. I, I can pull up the uh, picture and tell you the exact date. And he still got the the picture, man. Come on, man. Delete the picture, man. Can't, Gotta let can't it do. go. Mm-mm. Pat's creating Mm-mm. a dossier on this dog. Like, he's ready to go. Oh, yeah. We got to forgive, man. Got to forgive. I'm going to kick over his tombstone, headstone, and everything. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> now, Pat, I guess we'll jump into this conversation, man. We don't really do... This isn't Tony Caridi. We don't really do interviews or whatever, but... I got a lot of questions for you, man. Like, was that a shot, Tony? Yeah, crazy. <laughs> nah, Tony. Tony's cool. Man. I mean, we just don't do it how Tony does it over here. I got Tony, you. I got you. I learned I got a lot you. of stuff from Tony, but uh, we just we like to be ourselves over here. We're not really suit and tie wearing guys yet. Respect. Yeah, man. So my first question is, man, how did how did it feel to be just like big man on campus at, at WVU, man? Like. Walking through campus, you know you're you're Pat White. Did you ever look at it like that, or it reminds you I had class with you, so I know you. If you're lying, um, <laughs> I always knew who I was, and still know who I am. Um, I'm sure there were times when it went to my head a little bit, but for the most part, I did my best to remain humble knowing that at any moment things could flip, right? right? You say my name today, yesterday you weren't saying it, will you be saying it tomorrow? So that, that was kind of mm-hmm. my my mindset going into every day. Now, you may have saw something different, then you can uh, <laughs> speak on it, if so, but that's how I thought I carried myself. I mean, I, I learned, though, like, people can judge you and not even know you, you know what I'm saying? I know, like, Seeing you walk through campus and stuff, you had an aura with you, you know what I'm saying? Like a superstar aura with you. So I could see how some people could say, oh, he's arrogant or and they don't know you. But when I got to know you, you know what I'm saying? You was cool. You know what I mean? Humble, like you said. And and all that. So Go ahead. I know. I was going to say, I think a lot of times people see athletes who get a lot of notoriety and they think just because people treat them a certain way, that that's how they feel about themselves, like they're bigger than everybody else. Mm-hmm. When most of the times the case is they're the coolest people in the world, and you know they, for whatever reason, are put under a microscope like negatively because other people may admire them. You know, what I mean, has that you felt like that was the case with you, or you felt like everybody, everybody kind of 
had the feeling that you were a good guy or whatever? Or did you get a lot of hate your way? Oh, I, I'm in the years that I've learned, I think most people want you to feel what they're feeling. So whenever you cross their path, whatever emotion they have at the time, they want to put that onto you. Right? So if they're feeling bad about themselves, when you walk by, right, mm-hmm. they want whatever's inside of them to be reflected onto whomever they interact with. That could be wrong, but that's my take. A smart I can take. understand that. I can honestly say, me as an outsider, I saw Pat. I saw you one night at Bent Willie's. I'll never forget this. It was actually my birthday, and of course, I've always been a huge WVU football fan. And I'm like, oh my god, Pat White's here. How cool is that? You did not act that way at all. As a matter of fact, I remember you being at the bar buying other people drinks instead of them buying you drinks. And you were like, my friends talked to you. You were super cool. I didn't get that vibe from you at all. I didn't think that you thought that you were better than everyone else. Of course, everybody in Bent Willys knew who you were, of course. But um, I thought you were pretty cool. So that's my personal take. Well, that's a... A case of me trying to act too cool. What in the heck am I doing at the bar buying drinks when I ain't got no money myself? That's what I was about to say. We got this money from Pat. You had an NIL deal. No, I didn't. That's what I'm. I, I was broke. What was I doing buying drinks? What I don't you know. Drink? I mean, Natty Light. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were shots. Ooh. Mm. Mm-hmm. Something tells me you had the hookup. Maybe, maybe they were giving him drinks and he's just passing them out to everyone else and made it look like he was buying drinks for everybody else. Pat, you ever did the uh, celebrity bartender? I maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'm I'm unsure. You don't have to say. I mean, it really doesn't matter now, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't think I I did that at like Ben. Not what was that like Envy or Elements or Yeah, would you do that? Yeah, no, no. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, did you get people constantly asking you for favors like the sign whether it be sign something or appearance somewhere like just just offer your name using you offer your name and if you did how how did you ever like respond to that like did you were you the type of person that was you were easily like you could say no or were you like all right i'll, I'll do this just like out of the kindness of my heart or you just you was you didn't mind saying no to people situationally i approached that right um let's say for instance i am at kegler's because this happened a few times right i'm sitting there eating my wings in the middle of like a nice kegler's gold wings just biting it to you know <laughs> <laughs> like a, a old man walks up and he's like can you side this for my grandson and I'm, I'm looking at him like do you see my fingers <laughs> like, I'm like i'm like sir Sir, give me ten minutes. Let me finish this, and I will gladly sign. You know, but like, it's all about timing. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. or the the old man and woman that will come to uh, sign, and they with seven hundred items. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. These these are all for family members. I right. I have a big family. How big is your family? My ancestral origins made my family a little bit more extensive than yours. So. If I don't have that many people, then how? You know, that type of stuff. That's right. That's wild. I I can't believe someone have the audacity to bring like 700 items to you and be like, yeah, sign it all. Thank you. Yeah. 
It could be it could be annoying sometimes, but I'm me personally, I'm a people person, you know what I'm saying? But I could see and I didn't have as nowhere near as many friends as Pat White, so I I could, I could, I can't even imagine like people coming up to Pat all the time. Did it I mean you wore a helmet during the game though, so you were one of the players that people recognize though because you're the quarterback of the team. But did that help though with like calming down like some of the fans like, Oh, I didn't even know that was Pat White? It it helped some. It it wasn't as difficult getting around campus as you basketball players, obviously, because there was no helmet. They could see every emotion, every facial expression you all make, so they knew you inside and out. Um, uh, like you said, a little bit different for us. And funny story, after I graduated, coming back, I would be on campus. Uh, my little brother was still in school, obviously, and people would walk up to me and be like, hey, Coley. When is Pat coming back to school? <laughs> and I'm hey, like, oh, I don't know, man. Y'all are twins, man, for real. Y'all are, so, y'all are twins. Oh, yeah. I mean, four years apart, but I, I kicked his butt back in. Stay in. <laughs> <laughs> How is Kobe doing? Kobe's doing well. Um, great news coming. Uh, blueprint performance. Uh, our training facility. Uh, we were just approved to start uh, building our own facility. So, um, nice. where's that going to be at? It's in Daphne, down in Daphne, Alabama. So, oh, um, he's from. been working there since like 2012, uh, since yeah. he graduated. Really, started with his first client, and and now he's he's about to build his own building. Has his own flag football league, Eastern Shore flag, um, which is pretty cool. Philip Rivers actually signed up to. <laughs> coaching our league this year oh that's oh, cool that's dope. that's dope which yeah obviously it's a it's part of the, the nfl flag so it's, it's obviously growing it's a it's a safer option and it gives kids the opportunity to touch ball touch the ball uh regardless of your size mm. uh, you know sense if you're an offensive lineman and tackle football you can be a receiver or a tight end or running back and flag and learn more ball skills uh, playing that way so i mean I think it's definitely enjoyable and fun. My nephew, forgive me for talking forever, but my nephew um, just switched over to tackle from flag, and it made a, a world of difference in his game. Um, his ability to play in space and um, his athletic ability as well. So, uh, awesome. Long so story is, short, college going great. It's awesome. <laughs> so what is seven on seven? Uh, it's flag. flag it's okay. like a five or six man okay potentially so it's I'm, ages six or excuse me five to 14. Yeah. i see i remember i remember the big debate when we was there i don't know if kj was there at the time my freshman year though we used to always say that the basketball team could give y'all a run the football team a, a little run for their money on the seven on seven we wasn't messing with y'all on the on the, the full pass but seven on seven we could get out there, man. Shit. Y'all, y'all, y'all had some length. We had some length. We had speed. You know, we could we can get out there on the seven on seven. It was it was a debate, man. It was it was really a debate. Y'all used to play basketball all the time too. I'm, I'm with you. I, nah, I didn't. I I, mean, I refused to get on that court and get embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, uh, Alice Alice Langston. Y'all had Bradley Stocks. JB. Oh yeah, nah, yeah. Darius used to go out there and yoke on y'all head now. Who? Darius right now. Oh yeah, yeah, Darius. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, who? <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh-huh. No, specifically John. He dunked on. 
Nah, y'all have some hoopers, bro, and, and hugs. You know what I'm saying? He liked that, but he he wanted a football team as a basketball team anyway. So, oh yeah, <laughs> no, I mean it was the relationship between basketball and football during my time at West Virginia was amazing. It, yeah. There was very little animosity. Right, it was right. always respect, always pushing each other to be better, always congratulating each other on the current success and future success. I, I think that's pretty unique. Mm-hmm. This is usually, man, yeah. forget you. You trying to talk to my girl, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After you left, you did you hear about everything I went? I mean, anything? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I heard about some incidents going on. I think that has to do a lot of ship, a lot with the leadership of a team too. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're yeah, the star. Yeah. It's never the star players that are beefing with. You know what I'm saying? The basketball team. It's always the guy at the. Oh, not my experience. Huh? <laughs> not my experience. <laughs> had a different experience. This is after Pat left. I was. I think I had one one year, which I think was your senior year, was my freshman year. Mm-hmm. So I got to experience that one year at your, I guess that was at, that was at your pinnacle. But after that, like, I feel, I don't, I don't know what it was, man. You know, when, when guys come in and you, people consider WVU a football school, and just like, I feel this when Coach Huggins first started out, that it was transitioning more to being, it was, uh, basketball was kind of mentioned in the same breath. But I feel like before that, there was real no reason, no animosity, because everybody just started as a football school in the first place. So I, I just feel like once they, started being more of a rivalry when like basketball got more recognition do you do you feel that way or nah either one of y'all well, feel that way my my freshman year i think we went to the elite eight for the first time was sweet 16 or something sweet, six, I, sweet 16 was it sweet, sweet 16 yeah oh no no you, no your freshman year yeah his freshman 2004. Year, 2004 yeah oh, I don't oh know. elite eight they went to elite eight yeah Elite Eight. I mean, that was the biggest party in Morgantown ever. Mm-hmm. It was like we left Towers. It was people on the road from Towers all the way downtown celebrating mm-hmm. this. And this was my like first experience with West Virginia success as a sport, and that was basketball. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Not not too soon after, uh, I did I did run into Pit Snoggle in the club, and we talked about this since. And I was like, man, congratulations. Great year. He looked me up and down and walked off. And I was like, damn. Oh. Yo. I was like, I was like damn. Wow. Yo, that's but, wild. Uh, it, it was, was, he was drunk. <laughs> Making excuses for him. Did he know who you were? Did he know who you were? He, was just, he thought you was just some regular person. I'm, well, I don't it, it didn't matter. You know, yeah, but, it, yeah but, it didn't matter. But, but it, it, I didn't. We're cool now. <laughs> that's crazy i gotta know though pat how did you end up at wvu i'm sure you had other offers at other schools what was it about west virginia that you were attracted to rick trickett who's now back with rich rod at jacksonville state mm-hmm. he told me pat rasheed marshall is our starting quarterback he's been there for three years he's gonna start next year so you're gonna red shirt all right Let's get that on the table. The next year, you can compete for the starting job. Hmm. You not, we're not going to give it to you. Other right. schools are like, you can come in and start over this guy. He's too stupid to be our quarterback. <laughs> and it, you know, at the end of the day, it was like, shit, they're being open and honest about 
where they see me, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and not trying to dangle a carrot in my face and say, you know, you can start. It's like, no, you can work to be the starter. There's a chance you can do it. And he also said, if you become the starter, I guarantee you, we will have an opportunity to pay for a national championship or play for a national championship. And we were, what, five points away? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Which I, we have to talk about that. We have to. I mean, do we have to? Do I mean we kind of <laughs> do though, Pat? I mean, I have to know how you felt because we've talked to other guys that were on the team, and I just I think it was heart wrenching for everyone. But I want to know from your point of view what you think happened, what what um, how you felt about it. I mean, if you're cool with talking about it, I'd like to know. Ooh, fucking Pat, Pat McAfee. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just say that because you won't come on the show. Go ahead, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, in Pat's defense, since you did mention that, the week before we scored 66 points. Mm-hmm. So it, there's no excuse for her to come up the next week and score nine, right? And you're like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it was, I don't know. Overlooking our opponent, the um, distractions that that week is a blur. It's, you know, when you have a traumatic experience and you just block it out. Mm-hmm. Right. That's how that week was in my life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what? So what exactly happened? Because I'm not I'm not familiar with the situation. I hear everybody's talking about, it, but what what happened? Um. So of all people. Yeah, we were. Playing Pitt, which they were like four and seven or something, whatever. Yeah, they were not good. I mean, they they, weren't, you know, yeah. They didn't have a great season. And Mm -hmm. if we beat Pitt that week, we would go play Ohio State for a national championship. Mm -hmm. Uh, We end up losing to Pitt 13 to nine. Um, Zero excuse dislocated my thumb and probably like the first in the first half at some point. Yeah, you uh, I remember that. Tried to come back and finish the game, which I probably should have just said, forget this thumb, let's roll. Thinking back on it. Um You said you should have played through it? Yeah, I should have just said that thumb. Cut it off. Mm. You know, it, um but just unprepared, overlooking. I mean, it's a rivalry, so how can you do that? Mm-hmm. Um, unsure what was going on behind the scenes with with Rich, Rich and going to Michigan. But now that I am in this business and understanding a little bit more of how it works, mm-hmm. um, I can see there being communication, um, see there being somewhat of a Distraction. Yeah. Oh, so he, like, he's saying he he didn't want to say nothing because it was going to cause a distraction before the game. Yeah, I mean, and, and how do you say? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, was you mad at I'm, him at the time? I've yet to be upset with Rich, and reason being, John, is they offered me a scholarship and honored it for five years. Five. They they allowed for me to. Um, advance myself and my family, um, and that's current, uh, not my 
immediate family growing up, but even though they did benefit from it um, somewhat, um, they allowed for me to get an education and go on and, and grow as a man. So I'm forever grateful um, yeah. and, and very appreciative for that. Now, there are some things that I don't care for too much. but <laughs> <laughs> Like what? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> He's not break the news on the on the podcast, man. This isn't no, Tony, I, Tony Caridi, man. You can say whatever you want to say, man. Um, <laughs> there, there's really nothing to say. I appreciate all that was provided for me. Yeah, for the most part. I like I like I like Rich Rod as a coach too, man. Uh, you talk about that, like just him as a coach. He was he was really like hard nosed, old school type of coach. And then you had Bill Stewart after you left. What was the difference between those two as coaches? Uh, Bill substituted adjectives for the uh, curse words. That was the- <laughs> no, that's <laughs> that's- that was only. Only difference? Yeah. It, I mean, Bill just did curse. Gosh, you- he was just as tough, you know. Um, I think just as gritty. He just didn't use all those expletives right. that Rich that Rich used. And, and for me, I experienced a, the positive side of Rich because we were winning. Right. right? Uh, other people have different experiences with Rich maybe because they weren't as successful. Mm. So uh, my interaction with Rich is different than, let's say, uh, Rasheed Marshall. or Not to say that they just didn't have four years of success. Like, you know what I mean? They right. had to build it. Right. So yeah. they, they had to some growing pains. Right. We didn't have those. Okay. So even if he did curse at me, it was just like, yeah, right, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So speaking you- of Bill Stewart, you know, I have to ask this real quick because you were there when he gave the Leave No Doubt speech, which has turned into like a whole other thing. What are you? What are your thoughts on that speech? Did it really like hit you guys? Did it get? Did it hit home? I guess. After the fact, because. Mm-hmm. As a player in that moment, for me, I was visualizing the game happening. You know, mm-hmm. as, as he's talking, my mind, like, I, I hear you, but I guess I'm listening. But am I truly listening? Because my mind is on making plays and what's going to happen when I touch that field. Right. Um, but after the fact, hearing is probably one of the greatest speeches that has been given. I couldn't agree more. It it still moves me. You know what I mean? Like, even as someone who doesn't even play sports, like watching him give that speech, like as a mountaineer, brings a tear to my eye. It's so moving. It was right on time, though. You right about that? (laughs) So one one thing I wanted to ask, too, is like your starting role came in because like two quarterbacks got hurt or something like that? Or one, some quarterback got hurt? Yeah, Adam Bignard. Um, got hurt versus Louisville. Um, and funny thing is, a few weeks before that, he got hurt versus Virginia Tech. 
Um, I finished the game out. Finished the game. game. Yep. Um, we end up losing thirty-one to seventeen. Um, on a comeback, paint the picture for you. We were coming back. It was twenty-four seventeen at the time. We stopped them on defense. They punted the ball to us. Uh, we muffed the punt with like three minutes left. They picked it up, scored, mm. went in to score. Final score was thirty-one seventeen. Uh, so we lost the game. Um, I because of that. The next week, they put Adam back, Bernard back as a starter. Um, how's, you, how's, you, how's you feel about that, though? Like, they put him back as a starter. Was, was that your coming out game? Like, I'm here now. Well, I, I thought it was about to be. <laughs> but when when that happened, like, Rutgers, I got less playing time. So I called my father. I'm like, listen, here, Pop. So, um, <laughs> you supposed to get out of there? Yeah, I was like, you remember that baseball contract that the Royals? Man, that's what uh, I want to ask the, about, the, too. The, the, the Angels? Off of me. Um, let's 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 go see about that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He was like, "Nope, <laughs> you're staying. You're done." He was like, "Listen, I don't care what happens. You refuse to allow another man to know that he has beat you. Mm. Right? Mm. You go out there every day and you compete like you are the star. At the end of the week, right? If you feel the same way." Then I will bring your glove. Now that was the week of Louisville, right? So that every day I went out, I competed as I was a starter. Ryan, uh, not Ryan. Adam got hurt. I came in. We won in triple overtime, and I became the starter. But it was at that point I was like, "Listen, I'm done." Because for some reason, they just don't see what I felt like I possessed over right. him. Right. Not to say that I was a better football player. I just felt like I was a better competitor. Mm. I was going to give you more of me for four quarters. And regardless of how hard, how many times I got knocked down, I was going to get up and keep competing if I could. Right. Wow. By the um, way, your dad you sounds like he's just a wealth of knowledge. Ooh. Like, what a good dad. Yeah, that's powerful. Ooh. That's powerful right there. Blessing, man. Well, it was definitely blessing. I was ready to give up. He was like, no, son. I mean, would, but, would it be a, a bad decision? Way, you know what I'm saying? Like, Go get that that baseball money. Yeah, wasn't eighteen when I got drafted out of high school. I was eighteen. They offered me about a little less than three hundred k, and I was like, "Ain't no way." Wow, I think for a lot of people, it would be hard to turn down that money. Of course, that maybe though in your mind, you're like, "I think I can go to the NFL and make a lot more." But for a college kid, like college age, eighteen years old, to turn that Turn that money down? Make more than baseball? Yeah, I well, at that time I it wasn't sufficient enough for me to turn down a college education. Right? Oh, okay. Three hundred K. Mm-hmm. Tax. Right. Thirty percent, roughly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It takes me down to what? Two two seventy ish. Is it two seventy? Yeah, well, that'd be ten percent. Sorry, yeah, no, thirty would be like ninety. Two twenty. Two twenty. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I get a car. What am I gonna get a Mercedes? What's that? Sixty. Yep. All right. That's. That, I'm down to a hundred. A hundred k. So hold up, though. In you my, thought about my, all this in my, you, in my first week. You thought about true. all this in high school. Blessed to have great 
leadership. Facts. Mm. Yeah. Facts. Um, Facts. Who, who I, set I, me down and discussed, you know? Yeah, I know, I know a lot of black families would have took just took that money, man, because they need it. <laughs> I mean, you know I mean? My, my father asked me, what would it take for you to not go to college? And I told him a million dollars. They didn't offer me a million dollars. It wasn't nowhere close. So I'm like, <laughs> 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 See y'all later. Yeah. Shout out, that's a, yeah. That was a question uh, my, my guys had for me. Shout out to Quan. He wanted to know why, why you chose baseball instead of football when there's so much money in baseball you know what i mean like the potential in baseball would have been crazy yeah could have been that's a, a long hard road too is mm-hmm. it really oh who i mean it's unless you're a first rounder and they're putting millions and millions of dollars into you like you gotta fight your way up this tree and mm. remember after i got released by the Dolphins. I went and played with the Royals right. for a, a couple months. I know I, that. I mean, it's I, I was 25 competing with 18, 19, 20-year-olds. Right. So I was like, yeah, I may be a little too old to, <laughs> to be starting this fresh. Um, but again, it's you get paid, I think, $1,100 a month mm-hmm. your first year and then it it tears every year so the second year can be like 1300 and then like 18 and then 21 but Jeez. you know That's imagine wild. trying to survive as an 18 year old off a hundred thousand dollars you have left over on the signing bonus and a thousand dollars a month yeah how long would that contract be for though well it, it's it's based off your level of play and how well you advance. Right? So you start out at rookie ball and it's like rookie ball A and rookie ball B. And then you got single A and you got double A and you got triple A. Wow. And then you got the big leagues. So it's well, like, I, a, ain't, I, ain't, I didn't know any of that. Yeah. It's like a process. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a few G leagues. Yeah. Right. That's wild. Oh, damn. Crazy. Also just that, like, I think about like a baseball schedule. You know what I mean? They play so many games. Like, that, there's a lot there. Repetitive. Mm-hmm. I, I just hear about them contracts they signing, though, man. They signing $350 million contracts, man. <laughs> oh, you better believe um, my little man will have a bat and a glove <laughs> and a team. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's the longevity sport, too. Oh yeah, it, it's definitely some some longevity in in um, baseball. Um, but again, it's a long, hard road to get there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you recently uh, they were talking about how a lot of the foreign born players will group up with like eight guys to a three bedroom house. So, you know, it's just because of the financial hardships. Wow. Of trying to make professional yeah. sports. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. We're hearing like the, like, I don't think anybody, any of us knew that personally about baseball. Wow. Like, I feel like I got a little glimpse into what it, what's really going on back there, you know? Yeah. Right. But on the, on the baseball side, though, you was very vocal about baseball at WVU, wasn't, weren't you? 
they ask you like why you want a double sport player? And yeah, I, <laughs> because he don't recruit players that look like me. And I was, I, that was I, I saw that about a few sports though. In volleyball, there weren't any black athletes there for a while. I knew that because I dated a few volleyball players. You know what I'm saying? I, was, I, I, I used to like the well, players. you wild. You wild. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, I think that was big time when you, as a leader, man. That just shows your leadership just to be able to, <laughs> and, and, and to say that. How stupid of me. Um, Just my entire life, I, I did them both, right? It, it mm-hmm. kept me active. It kept me involved. It kept me um, focused. Right. Right. After football season, there's a low, right? You got some spring training, but you're not as active as you would have been. Like, like imagine myself going back and staying active, right? Doing football and then baseball and keeping that focus throughout college instead of those lulls in time when you go and do a little too much Morgantown. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. So hold on. So the the coach asked you to play. No, you to... we we never had a discussion. You didn't let it get to that point. Uh, he no, he's saying get... he didn't. Oh, the coach didn't. Oh, right. Wow. Wow. And it, it's <laughs> I, I guess to his defense, I didn't go ask. But you got drafted. You got drafted. You know what I mean? But I mean, maybe he thought. Yeah, you would just focus on football, X, Y, Z, and the third, right? But then when you look at it, you look at the the scope of things. And he doesn't he doesn't recruit black players, and maybe you're like, damn, he doesn't want me either. Oh yeah, the the one gentleman that was on the baseball team, um, he was of both white and black descent. Um, mm-hmm. My freshman year said he treated him like crap. But now that's mm. his opinion and uh, like how he felt. I didn't experience it, but mm-hmm. hearing that was like, dang. Is he's still preaching. No, 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 no. They got amazing. Amazing does an amazing job. Was, Did you get him fired? Who asked that question? <laughs> you know, John asked that question. <laughs> no, I mean, I, that, no. I had to bring a lot of scrutiny to his program, right? Like, well, as it, it should, was, though. It was, it was time for a change, right? In, in my opinion, and that's all the baseball players that played for him and thought he was an unfair coach to them. Mm. And, and that's not all. That's some, right? And that's you gonna have disgruntled employees with everything. So it, you know, kind of got to take it as a grain of salt. It was just for me. I saw what his baseball team looked like, and I was like, uh-uh. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't no, no. And Macy's had great success, and I I talked to Macy, and I was like, what, how do you recruit your baseball players? How do you have success. He's like, listen, I, I look for good athletes, and I, I teach them the fundamental. Right? If you're a good athlete, you can play baseball. Mm. Mm. 
So, right. so speaking of now that we're on that topic, like, what was the culture? Was there a culture shock coming from where you're from in Alabama to coming to West Virginia? And if so, how'd you deal with that? Mm. Definitely, Alabama is pretty black and white, and okay. Morgantown, West Virginia is pretty pretty black and white. So I mean, it wasn't. Other it wasn't than okay. other than the the biscuits and gravy. And the pepperoni rolls, <laughs> and, and and the snow, it, it wasn't, you know, okay. that big of a difference. Uh, okay, I, That's, well, I'm yeah. I, from a from a race from a racial standpoint, like a lot of people, a lot of athletes don't experience what the average black person goes through in America. Yep. Have you? I'm, you probably haven't, but. Have you ever heard of any racist things going on in West Virginia, in Morgantown? I mean, like on campus or anything. Um, I do my best to see racism as a system. It's no. it for me. Racism is a lot less of what somebody else feels about me. For me, that's prejudice. Racism mm-hmm. is um, an economic system, uh, a religious system. Uh, um, educational system, um, the government says that, that those are that's where you find racism, right? right. Um, just feelings again, it's, it's, it's prejudice. So, mm-hmm. um, to answer your question, for me, racism is a is a system put in place to oppress a group of people. Yes. Right. So, did you feel any any prejudice things going around? I guess I should ask that. Uh, always in. For real. Well, I'm just in in everything that that we do. Um, there's gonna be prejudice. Um, with all due respect, when you see a person who is a lot underweight, right? Mm-hmm. You have a certain prejudice about, right? You think maybe. Uh, either on drugs or have an eating disorder or right or you see a person right. that's overweight right you have a prejudice about them you think it's their have bad you know eating right. habits or so um for me john um when looking at that aspect of life i try to look at it holistically uh. Uh, and approach and attack it that way because me going at somebody's feeling towards me is only going to make me upset and make them upset Um, me looking into systems that affect me is Mm -hmm. what's going to make the change right amen smart you give me big ti vibes man like just listening to you, just like uh, like listening to you, I, like you learn. I feel like I learned a lot of stuff, man. And it sounds like just in this conversation alone, like it's the stuff that you're dropping right now. You just look at stuff differently because I never thought of it like that. Hey, shout out to my man Tip. You do yeah, know so. he he named his son Major after uh-huh. Major Harris, right? Oh no, I didn't know that. Mm, you, you can go pull up a picture of Ti right now, rocking a rocking a gold West Virginia hoodie. No, that's tough. tough. Y'all better get on the net. You never know. (laughs) You never know, man. You never know. Oh, so Tip was a is a West Virginia fan. 
I'm not going to say that. I'm just saying you can pull up a picture of him rocking a West Virginia hoodie. He did name his son Major. Uh, after Major that is Hatt. true. Mm. So, Love it. Speaking of Major Harris, I asked him this question too. Who's a better quarterback, man, in your mind? Well, in my mind, it's different from what the paper says, right? Right. Because in my mind, shit, I'm better than Tom Brady. Right. But he is the only quarterback in West Virginia history to play for a national championship or take his team to a national championship. So mm-hmm. that being said, you got to give him the cake. True. But did he have a whiteout night? Pat White night. Did he have a major Harris night on senior night? That's big time, man. Listen, the the almighty creator is amazing, isn't he? Or isn't, she, isn't he or she? I, let me give my <laughs> female counterparts their respect. Right? <laughs> Love it. Is God male or is God female? That's a, that's a, a whole other story. Whole different podcast, man. Mm-hmm. Gotta get you back for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But nah, we had a debate here at the on the show, man. They they were trying to say that Whiteout wasn't for you. <laughs> Ain't that something? Um, KJ? And who? KJ what? I never said that. Ew. I never Ew. said it wasn't for Pat White. It it was it was for I said they couldn't market they couldn't market that saying as Pat White's day. That's what I was saying. Like they can't because at that time it was no nil stuff. I don't. I don't think that they could do that, right, Pat? Like they couldn't say officially it was Pat White that. I don't know, but we at that time. Is there is some? Is there some retroactive dollars in that we could recruit or something? <laughs> <Is> that, <laughs> yeah, it might. Be, it might be. It might be somebody else. Oh, I, I'm. I um. Don't think that they could. I don't know what. Bro, I was just in it. I don't know. I was just, <laughs> I was just, I was just living. Like, do your thing. I'm cool. I just so, just make, for me, it was just making sure that the rest of the seniors felt as a part of this as I did on that right. day. It was like, I'm a team player, right? I knew it took all 11, so mm-hmm. we, should, we should be celebrating us. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's, that speaks to your leadership. But when you walk out there, you walk out of the tunnel, and you see the whole stadium packed, all white jerseys. They had to make a killing off that, first of all. I don't want to say that, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I still got a, a one of those cars from United Bank that they oh they put out. Mm-hmm. But what, what, was the feeling? what was the feeling like, though? Like, was you emotional that night? Like, it's my last game, or... Um, I knew it was about time for that, that chapter to close. Um, my, my senior year was a, a unique one, right? I was mm-hmm. the last of the Mohicans. It seemed like all, all my buddies left me. Uh, head coach left. Whole new coaching staff. So it was... It was a little tougher 
to get everybody to buy into a certain way of ball and a certain way of carrying yourself and you know because bill is different than rich um mike joseph is different than boris right um calvin mcgee was different than jeff mullins so uh, you know um different energies and having to rebuild that in a year was it could it could get stressful sometimes, but right? you had to smile and go and fight through it every day. Um, but I, I I this is probably the first time I felt this or said this, but I guess it was somewhat of a, a relief to be finishing, you know? Right, right, yeah. Hmm. That's how I felt kind of after my last game, I seen you. I was like, man, I ain't got to do with hugs no more, man. I can go to the next <laughs> chapter in my life. <laughs> Help spread the word about our podcast. Leave us a review and tell a friend. But one one thing, I, I don't, I'm not a jealous person, you know what I'm saying? But one thing that had me like, dang, Pat, past the, the motherfucking man, like, was Aaron, your Aaron Andrews interview, man. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you're big into rumors around Morgantown. I mean, you know how rumors are in Morgantown. Like, 90% of them are false. But I don't know, man. This one, for some reason, I believed it, man. I don't know if it was, if it was how she was looking at you while you, she was interviewing you. But uh, they say uh, you uh, you and Aaron Andrews used to, used to date or something a little bit. You know what I mean? Is there any truth to that? Um, there is truth that following the interview there was an inappropriate kiss put on my cheek oh she kissed you she did kiss you um (laughs) i forgot about that like i didn't i didn't think you know what i mean i'm finishing the interview just walking on the field you just living in a moment like all the all the sids sports information people like bro Aaron Andrews just kissed you. I'm like, I'm like, huh? What y'all talking about? <laughs> well, she just kissed you. I'm like, oh, I wish I'd have known that. I'd have been. Uh. So you didn't think nothing. You'd on have it? been on it. <laughs> no, I'd have, I would have been like, never mind. Yeah, her net worth is like thirty million now too. She's she's doing her thing. Shout out to Aaron Andrews. No, no, we we did not. I guess that that was probably her attempt. I, but I missed it. I was. Yeah. I missed that one, John. I'm sorry. Sorry. Y'all I, I got have, <laughs> no good stories for you. Y'all didn't. We didn't have uh, Instagram back then. And you didn't when you was in school. Or what you trying Tinder, to say, John? What you trying to say, John? You trying to say I'm, I'm old? Saying, no, I'm. Saying, <laughs> I mean, we could say that, but <laughs> I'm saying it was already getting thrown at you. You know what I'm saying? So could you imagine with? all those other apps and stuff like that. And, like, how do you tell your players? I saw Dion. He brought in Brittany, Brittany Renner, who is a, <laughs> yeah. a Instagram model, someone who tries to exploit young men, mm-hmm. young athletes. How do you navigate through that temptation in college, and how do you tell your players now to navigate through the, this, the temptation of females? 
just be careful where you share your energy, right? Because you may go into it with a positive mindset, a positive energy. You don't know what that other person is coming into that connection with. And I'm a firm believer that right, those energies will be shared and swapped. And right, you can be taking on bad energy that you don't need or giving away energy that you can never get back. So just be wise about where you share and spend your time. Right. Mm. Right. Right. You meditate. What's you up? sound like you sound like uh, you're very into like <laughs> you're very spiritual. You're very uh, energy like energy based. Uh, big on energy. Like, do you do you meditate and stuff like that? I feel like life is a meditation, man. I, like I, I'm. My belief is that we are in constant communication with whatever life force you want to feel as your higher power, whether it be God, Allah, you know, what however you mm-hmm. want to see that. Right? For me, yeah. it's constant communication. So every thought in turn is a prayer. If you truly believe, right? Because all knowing, omnipotent, omnipresent is a God that we serve. Right? And if that's the case, mm-hmm. then every thought that you have is communication. So in other words, um, there's a, your, your subconscious, what we deem the subconscious is a constant, um, mechanism for what we, I believe is meditation. That's deep. I love that. We got to get him and Joel Lizana to talk to God. Oh, for sure. Yes. (laughs) Me and who? Oh yeah, that'll Joe be conversation. Oh, he's a, he's a, man. Same way. I ran thinking. into Joe in Vegas one time. Oh man. He, <laughs> um, I had a table, and he was a few rows higher than me. So obviously, he had a way more expensive table up there. But <laughs> we were in the club together. He was pretty cool. He didn't. He didn't treat me like piss snuggle. <laughs> <laughs> Those, those was the days though. Hans is going out getting tables, and are, are you done with that part of your life? Cause I, I, I used to do that a lot, man. I realized, man, what a waste of money, man. But it was great times, you know. So. Yeah, it was. It was very immature. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was fun. But if I could return back the tables, I definitely wouldn't be sitting at no table. <laughs> I mean, KJ's still doing it, though. You know what I'm saying? But... I was I was going to call you out, but I'm not going to do it. I, I was going to call you out. I was like, you, you just was there last week? I, nah, I mean, I, I, I do nah, let me, let me I'll do it occasionally, you know what I'm saying? Once or twice a summer, maybe. With with the I, guys. I think it's cool to do it to celebrate to celebrate stuff. If you're just doing it every weekend, I feel like that's where the problem lies. But if you're going out celebrating with your boys over some accomplishment or whatever, I, I, think, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right. Oh yeah, but not. I want. I want to talk talk about your your NFL career now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, how was how was that expect? You see how the interview just flows though, right? We went from the oh yeah, high school um, baseball. This this football. part's gonna take like ten seconds. I, I, was, I was there, and then I went. Nah, man. But it was. I mean, it's your dream to play in the NFL, right? And you you um, get there. I mean, let's, just talk about your 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 journey through the. Do that. Um, 
Should have won Heisman, by the way. Appreciate, yes. appreciate that. Uh, but we lost the yeah, pit. We lost the sure. pit, right? So they were like, yeah, <laughs> right. get this whole lot. They just lost mm-hmm. the pit, man. We Based didn't even fight him. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, And then we had the T-Bow factor. So there was no way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Look, my spiritual talk was different than his spiritual talk, so they weren't trying to hear the <laughs> shit I was talking about. You know, <laughs> that's uh, a fact, though. That's crazy. Worked out for the Patriots three times: right? once as a quarterback, once as a returner, once as a receiver. Never talked to the Dolphins. Never worked out for them. Um, and then they jump up and draft me in the second round. That's um, crazy. Which, yeah, I, I am very thankful and blessed that it happened. Um, um, there's a reason it happened to me, and the, the reason my career ended the way it did. Um, <laughs> but to start, the day I was drafted, my agent calls me. Right? And mm-hmm. this is right before the Dolphins called me. He's like, uh, Pat, you're going to have to wait till the second day. Um, don't look like you're getting drafted today. Hang up. Boom. As soon as he hangs up, the dolphin calls him. Pat, we just selected you second round. And I'm like, man, what the? Like, <laughs> what kind of what kind of crude joke? And mind you, um, like, I'm, a, I, I'm reserved about these things. I didn't want to have a big celebration in small town. It's about 30,000 people in my town, but a lot of family and friends came over, and I'm. Uh, you can tell I'm big on energy, and mm-hmm. I could feel in the room that there were some people happy for me, but there were also some people there that weren't so. You know, so it, it was like oh. a, it was like a feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Envious. Like, like we celebrate, but are we really celebrating? Like I, and then have my, my agent call me like you had to wait till the second day. And I'm looking around like, see, this is why I ain't want all these people here in the first place because I ain't I know what what time I'm what day I'm getting drafted, um, right? But end up getting drafted, so that was a blessing. Um, only issue was a week before the draft, I dislocated a pinky on my my pinky on my throwing hand, Ooh. working out for the Minnesota Vikings, um, and I should have said no, I'm not running any routes, but they had me working out as a receiver. My last route of the entire workout was like a one-step quick slant. Dislocated mm-hmm. my pinky. Um, they vowed to not tell anybody. So Dolphins draft me. After they draft me, I tell them, like, man, I dislocated my pinky. They're like, and? Right? You didn't tell us. Right? So we drafted your ass. You're going to show up the rookie minicamp. We're going to buddy tape your pinky, and you're going to go to work. Uh, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is me trying to, you know what I mean, come in and they ain't saying like that, bro. Huh? They ain't saying like that. Huh? The NAD? We don't care about your pinky. Tape it up. Let's yeah, go. Ta- yeah, pretty much. You going to take snaps? I mean, pinky hurt and take a snap. I'm like, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm left-handed, right? I'm throwing with tape, two fingers taped together. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So start out on the bad note there. Uh, get the concussion, um, and 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 things just kind of go downhill for a little bit from there. Um, mm-hmm. But can we can we can we talk about that? I mean, we it's kind of like Deshaun's injury. We don't really like talking about it, but we brought it up once and we never speak about it again. But 
that play was kind of like a QB sneak. Like, what? It didn't look like it was a hard hit. Was it like helmet to helmet? Yeah. Um, and I obviously, well, remember why my father wanted one of us to be a boxer. I'm glad it wasn't me because I found that I could not take a punch. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a helmet to helmet, and it, it was. This, the third recorded concussion that I had um, went on to have one more in Canada, and after that one in 2014, I was done. Um, but if you go back and rewind that film, everybody everybody talk this shit, and I'm I'm a, obviously an advocate for myself. Mm-hmm. So go back and watch the film, and you will see uh, the gentleman Ike Taylor, who who loved the hit so much that he came to Morgantown and had a child. He was like, I'm, I'm going to live off this shit. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I fell forward. He fell back. Right? And I, I did get knocked out, but he got knocked silly too. So mm-hmm. tell him to mm. kiss my ass. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all That's cool? Wild. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we don't. We don't have a relationship, but there's no animosity or beef. Animosity, yeah. Do you do you think so? You have four concussions. Do you do you think any of that has affected your health? As a competitor, I mean, we we talk no. about like the C- CTE. The competitor, the competitor to me says no. The science mm. says yes. Mm. You know, but yeah. but for me, it's mental exercises. It's, um, positive mindset and doing what's necessary to stay mentally sharp. Yeah. No, enjoying enjoying the time that I'm aware now, right. not knowing what the future holds. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I, sometimes I, I feel myself like I didn't I didn't have concussions. You know what I'm saying? I feel myself just forgetting simple things like the other day. I'd go in the bathroom, turn the shower, and I left my towel outside. So I go outside to the bedroom to pick up my towel, and I picked up my phone and went back in the bathroom. And I'm like, <laughs> I just be forgetting like little stuff. Like I walk somewhere, I'd be like, why did I come in here? Does that happen? Let me to tell you. A lot? you l- let me just say real quick. I'm going to interject real quick. Two things. First of all, I think you were just in autopilot. You're probably so used to picking up your phone, not a towel in general. Secondly, there is a psychology uh, term. I forget what it's called, but it basically, everybody's short-term memory resets every once in a while. And for some reason, when we walk through doorways, that's one of those moments. That's why you forget when you walk into a room sometimes. There's a whole there's a whole psychology behind this. It's very interesting if you read up on it. Mm. Or or there's another simple solution, you're just dumb. Uh, that's <laughs> it. That bit might be one of the you know, that's what I'm thinking. But whatever. Yeah, I so I'm worried I'm not worried about that. KJ used to hit me with elbows in my head sometimes. I'm like, oh my uh, God. It's probably because you fouled me. Probably fouled me. Real dirty player. John, John fouled literally all the time. He played defense. You big in that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but that's one of the reasons why I didn't like. I played quarterback too, Pat. I was nice. You know what I'm saying? I was running a naked bootleg all the time. I was scrambling. I was. I was. Some people would say Pat White before Pat White. Oh my god. 
but that was that was flag football back in the day, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I remember I got hit, I broke my arm, and my mom was like, you're not playing anymore. <laughs> so do you worry about that, like, with your kid, with your son? Like, are you going to let him play football? Um, If he wants to play, heck yeah. I mean, the way I see it, football is a very dangerous sport. And it's mm-hmm. having a – being tackled is like getting in a car wreck, almost comparable. Yeah. Um, but, like, I could also walk down – the stairs in my house or fall down the stairs and the same happened. Right. Right. I, I could also, you know, walk out my door and something fall out off the roof of my head and hit me, the roof and hit me in the head. Boom. It's unlikely, but there are many ways that you could be injured and hurt and, you know, to deny somebody the ability to do something they love and enjoy just because of the potential dangers. Right. It's, um, I, I think the, the pros outweigh the cons, mm. in, in other words. So uh, overall, though, your NFL experience, did you enjoy it overall? I, I didn't get an opportunity to, um, John. I, I will say in 13 when I went back to the Redskins, Mm-hmm. Right, home team. That has allowed for me to enjoy life mm. now, right? Because before then, there was something in my head that told me I I was unable. Because right? I got I was cut from the Dolphins, even though I did go play baseball for a few months and was very successful at it. Mm-hmm. I, I just had a lack of belief. Mm. Um, I. I a friend of mine introduced me to a book called The Alchemist that helped to start to grow and build that internal belief and structure and remind me of the foundation that I had been blessed with um, from upbringing. Um, but that brief two and a half months with the Redskins um, gave me all the confidence in the world. It, it, it gave me as much as those from four to 24 when I was playing and having success, right? Those few months right. of me just getting back into it and proving to myself that I was capable. Again, right. even though I got cut, did right. wonders for my psyche. Wow. That's cool. Which man. is great. When did you decide to get into coaching, Pat? Like, was that something you always thought you would do or did you just kind of like land in it? And, and, and one of my daggum teammates, Ryan Stanchek, uh, we, we came in together. We graduated together. He was offensive mm-hmm. lineman. Um, he asked me in in 2016, and John, you know, my daughter was born in in 14. Um, so he asked me in 16 to come coach, and I was like, I need to build a strong relationship with my daughter. This is what's most important with me. Because mm-hmm. understanding the situation and what was going on, I felt like it was important for her to understand that daddy's here and daddy loves you. Aww. So, 17, he asked me again. I was like, I can't. I'm, I'm still working on this bond with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, in 18, um, 
he asked me again, and I was like, man, I, I, I can't. But I was like, maybe, because she was getting ready to head into grade school, and my my time would be limited and cut um, tremendously right. anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So he was like, listen, I've asked you three times. You have to understand that I'm going to ask you to you say yes. <laughs> and for me, I was like, dang, that's a sign from the almighty that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So. I said, yeah. Wow. And, and hadn't turned back. Do you enjoy it? I love every second of it. I mean, it's. That's awesome. You get to compete. Mm-hmm. And you get to help young men compete, not only against others, but against the demons that live within that try to keep you from reaching your goal and accomplishing right. it. And that's that's why I think you you will help those kids out a lot, man. Just from your experience and your leadership, man. Like you have a voice that people listen to. You know what I mean? That's that's rare. So I mean, I think that that, that that'll help out those kids a lot, man. Just by telling them your story and just letting them know, like, hey, you're doing you're doing this wrong, you're doing this right. And I think you can help out a lot of a lot of young men. I appreciate that, and and that's. Part of the reason why I am very cautious about where I'm, where I give my message, right? Because mm-hmm. for me, I, I don't want to dilute what I what I feel like God has gifted me to right. give to you. Right? If I right. if I'm just talking and talking and talking and talking, people like shut the fuck up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but if there, if I think timing is everything, does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yes, a hundred percent. You're listening to the official podcast of Best Virginia. We also have a lot of fan questions. If I think we should get to these guys because there's a ton. Of course, it's yeah, Pat. Right. They have, there's a ton of questions, but right. one that is ever present. With so many people, and I'm just going to throw it out there, a lot of people want to know if you would ever consider coaching at WVU. Uh, everything is for sale for the right price. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Pay this man. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I am curious, though. This isn't one of the questions, but since we're talking about coaching, what are your thoughts on Neil Brown? I think – like most coaches, he wants to win. He just has to find the right recipe. Gotcha. We'll leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> um, some of the other, where's the other questions? Um, some people want to know uh, if you, and I'm sure, obviously, this has probably happened. Who's faster between you, Slayton, and Noel Devine? Mm. Well, mm. specifically, if we're talking the 40-yard dash, mm-hmm. Noel, no question. Anything beyond uh, Steve won one, I won one. So we raced Ooh. in the 60s. Oh, wow. He beat me once. I beat him once. Stop that um, speed. All, I, all, all I'm picturing is uh, any given Sunday when LL Cool J was racing uh, Jamie Foxx. <laughs> well, hey, was that before or after uh, LL Cool J punched him in the lip? <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all hear about that story? Willie Beeman. Yeah, I heard about it. No? <laughs> yeah. So, That's crazy. You want to tell it, John? Or you you yeah, can Google pro- it. Okay. Yeah, you can Google it. Um, but 
I don't know who's right now. Definitely Noel. Like, I mean, mm. he's still training with his son. Uh, Steve is a chef. Really? Oh yeah. I did not know that. Cause Steve Cook. Oh yeah. <laughs> he used cook, to cook. He used to cook for y'all. And see, see y'all's now, roommates, right? See, this is where he lost me though. Cause we didn't, <laughs> we didn't cook that much. No, he could have no. been cooking gourmet meals like a mole. <laughs> Like, where was this guy at when we were in school? What right. the hell? I love that, though. That was a great question. Who asked that question? Uh, that would be Rednicott. <laughs> That's all I know. Um, where's the other one at? Man, here's here's think. a different version of that question that A. Reeves WVU32 wants to know. It's you, Slayton, and Renaud. Who wins in that race? Um, again, it's probably a 50-50 between Steve and I. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I don't think Darius is going to beat us in a, in a race. <laughs> right. Um, but if you put him in the, in the weight room and you put him on the broad jump or vertical jump, mm-hmm. he may still hold some records in that. Right now, like he was a receiver that I could throw to, and it just looked mm-hmm. like he was climbing in like in air, like That's on, true. A, on the staircase. Like, what in the world is wrong with this human being? <laughs> That's facts. Um, Rednicott also wants to know what's your favorite play you ever made at WVU? The Neil, the best play in college football. That means mm-hmm. the game's over, and I don't got to get hit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. Um, Lil Ray 840, what do you like the most about West Virginia as a state? Mm. I got too quiet on that question, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, just a little. <laughs> Are you trying to tell us something here? <laughs> no. It'll be the head coach of WVU one day. I love, I love that. My daughter still represents for the whites in the great state of West by God, Virginia. Love that. And I love the landscape. Beautiful. Mm, for sure. It is beautiful, Mom. Yeah, there's some, um, there's some very nice people. Very nice people. There's also some assholes, but there's assholes everywhere. If you if you become the head coach, man, don't be shy. I mean, I, I could be your PR, man. I'm really good at it. <laughs> Well, you won't have to answer these questions. Here's here's what blows my mind. My entire time in West Virginia, I barely saw rebel flags. Mm. I, I like it was rare that you saw a rebel flag. Mm-hmm. Sometime yeah. after 2016, some things start <laughs> flying like crazy, and I'm like, "What's wrong with y'all?" No, I agree. Like, what, yeah, like, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. So that's a different topic, man. We could we could talk about. Man, I love to have you back on the show, man. Like I, I'm back, I'm back. I'm like, wait, what? Like, what? What's up? Like, the, the, y'all must have got history now. Hold on, let me, let me remind you. West Virginia succeeded from Virginia to become part of the union. Right. Yes. So uh, right side of history. Like, like uh, okay, whatever. Um, so that's on my mind. That's, mm-hmm. that's yeah. why we're the, the, the best Virginian. That's what I say. 
You know what I mean? No, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. We can get deep with that, man. But (laughs) we'll we'll talk about that later. Yeah, I was going to say, there's there's a lot to tap into there. (laughs) That's for sure. Like, I don't even see him back home in Daphne, Alabama. Like, I'm in, like, the bottom of Alabama. Right. right. They ain't flying these flags like this. Like, what's wrong mm-hmm. with y'all, man? Honestly, I think it's a lot of it is ignorance. And I say ignorance in the fact that I don't think they understand what that flag actually means. You know, they're thinking, like, Dukes of Hazard, like, oh, it's the rebel flag. That's not what it means, dude. Like, I'm just going to let you know right now. That, that is, is not what it means. It does not mean you're a rebel. It means you're an asshole. So... Just gonna say that. <laughs> um, yeah, so any yeah. of our listeners that are flying the flag, I just called hopefully, him an asshole. <laughs> hopefully, you just hopefully you just learn something. <laughs> Educate yourself. Um, where's Waldo three hundred four? Do you think the program can ever get back to where you had it? Hmm. We had a lot of fun. Um, as long as you have a fun, winning will happen. So, mm, yes, there it is. Perfect. And uh, Sammy G. Buckets, how did it feel to be the best QB in college football at that time? Sammy, I didn't win the Heisman. Tell, <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate his opinion, but uh, according to the record books, I wasn't the best. Do you think that has something to do with just going to WVU? Because I think, like, a lot of players get the short end of the stick when it comes to the voting thing, just because I think I feel like W is just West Virginia. Something about West Virginia. I I was thinking, like, on the basketball side of things, like, they don't like hugs a lot because KJ should have won player the, Biggie's player of the year. I should have won Biggie's defensive player of the year one year. I think Deshaun should have won uh, – all around, all around player of the year, and we just got overlooked for whatever reason. You know what I mean? Like, do you think it has something to do with going to WVU? Uh, it's it's a business at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Mm. Period. I'll, I'll leave it there. Yeah, which I think is sad. You know, the more they turn it into a business, that take some of the fun away from it, you know, and guys who deserve to be recognized for their accomplishments probably do get overlooked, which is horrible. Yeah. And forgive me for getting on a soapbox, but for me in the grand scheme of things, I say business, I'm thinking like park ball is still a business, right? If it didn't generate funds, they they wouldn't do it. Right. They ain't just playing tackle football, just to give kids something to do, right? They're also right. doing it because it's, it's going to generate some sort of revenue, some sort of funds for maybe the city or the park, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. at the end of the day, it's, it's about the almighty. Right. No kidding. All right, that's all the questions that we had because there was a lot of repeats. Good. <laughs> a lot of people want to know the same questions. Mostly if you're going to come here and coach. That was a big one. <laughs> That'd be big. They are asking the wrong human being. And, and, <laughs> and speaking of, I am actually coaching at Campbell University here in uh, Bowie's Creek, North Carolina. Uh-huh. Um, and since I've been coaching here, I have seen so many Campbell 
represented in so many spiritual aspects of my life. It it, just, it makes the most sense for me. That's right awesome. It, 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 yeah. It's been an amazing experience. So, but you just put that together. <laughs> What's that? Like that you said, yeah, Camel, you, you've been seeing what? So many. Just representations of camels. Like right. I, I read a book recently. Well, The Alchemist. Mm-hmm. The book I read has representations of camel and their significance spiritually, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the Richest Man in Babylon, another book that I recently read that talks about camels. That's wild. Right. It's like the universe is telling you something. Exactly. We got to yeah, we gotta get you back on, man. I know it was it took us three years, but I mean, I guess we could. You see what we were about, you know, we're not like Tony Caridi, so. Oh, yeah. my God, John. Real cool. It's just a conversation. That's wrong. <laughs> but I feel like we could have some real good conversations, man. But We definitely could. Help spread the word about our podcast. Leave us a review and tell a friend. Oh, yeah. I was wondering what the hell he was doing. But, yeah, man, I guess we could wrap it up. I just wanted to give you your flowers, man. Well, I can't. I never really gave you your flowers, you know, but. Appreciate that. My, my best years, man, I, I was spoiled being at WVU when I was just because of everything you did there. Y'all team, man, was crazy. Shout out to JT Thomas, Scooter Berry. Y'all had. The runaway beer truck. Oh yeah. <laughs> Steve Slayton, Noel, man, we was we was spoiled, y'all. Yeah, y'all made my college career, man. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Let, let's let's not fail to mention those uh, leaders you had That's handling the rock for you. Yeah. I mean, they they, they, they ain't mean, shit though. You, you, know what you had you had Joe. You had Joe Darius. Yeah. Right, like two of the. In my opinion, the the best point guard that West Virginia has seen in terms of their overall basketball IQ, their overall leadership, um, and then the way they carried themselves around campus. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Darius was a good leader too. Yeah, I, I really looked up to him as a freshman too. But then you're around him all the time, and you just realize, man, he ain't shit. Oh my like, John, <laughs> you're such an asshole. <laughs> But nah, I was I was really like a Pat White fan, man. Like my wife, like you know, we was cool before we got met, before we even got together. You know what I'm saying? She used to tell me all the time. She's like, man, Pat White does no wrong in your eyes. You know? <laughs> man, <laughs> I, I, man, I just oh, want to yeah. say thanks, man. Give you I, flowers, man. Listen, I appreciate you having my back. Cause I already know what you're man, talking about. Hey, you don't you have <laughs> I, no idea, bro. I don't, I don't need to have an idea. <laughs> Well, well, actually, I got plenty of ideas, but that's part of the reason why I held on to that picture. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's go. I got you. I got you over here, bro. I know how it is, bro. My man. But nah, man. Pat, thanks for coming on, man. Shout out to Dave for getting them on. Finally did his job, man. Finally. I like, too, that you dropped the casual bombshell that you're Pat White's daughter's godfather. And I've been, like, messaging, like, anyone that I can to, like, 
get through the pad. The last time I spoke to Pot, he said he wanted to kill the dog. So, all right. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that, 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 that's the dog. And um, who was responsible for the dog at that point? Not that I wanted to kill him, <laughs> but I, I was a little, I was very upset. Mm-hmm. You should have done. But, nah, I mean, I'm glad we can get past that. <laughs> This has been another episode of Final Forecast with me, your host Jay Flo. KJ was with us. I'm not sure where the hell he went. He's muted. Mm-hmm. Dave. Can't hear. Lovely co-host Ash. That's me. Kev, try again. What? Yo, can you hear me? Yeah, now we can. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, John sabotage. John sabotaged me again. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> We just we just need you to say your name, like yep, and then we're good. Shut up, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't even know what happened in the last thirty minutes. So like, right. just come in, mess up the mess up the outro. It's cool. Don't worry about it. And we had our guy, man, legendary Pat White. Appreciate you, brother. Woo! Appreciate y'all having me on, man. Hey, yeah, once man. a mountaineer, always a mountaineer. Amen. Yes, sir. Yeah.